1: 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers game in the NHL tonight about four and a half minutes into the third period. Coyotes lead the Senators 3-2 even though the shots are 35-9 for Ottawa. Lawson Krause has a hat trick for the Coyotes. He has an even strength goal, power play goal and a short handed goal. Oilers and Red Wings tomorrow on 6-30 Chad 5 for the face off show. Game will be at 7. Golden Knights play tomorrow at Winnipeg. Oilers tied with the Golden Knights for third in the Pacific but they are placed ahead of Vegas because they have a couple of games in hand the Oilers 2-0 and to start off their five-game homestand they'll try to keep rolling against the wings it has been a busy offseason for the Edmonton Elks and an important new addition to the team today we welcome to Edmonton kicker Sergio Castillo Sergio you're on with Reed how are you doing
0: Oh, I'm doing fantastic, just trying to stay warm here in the in this crazy Texas where there's been uh, cold uh, the past three months. So can't wait for it to get a little bit warm. So how are you guys doing? Well, I, I'm doing well.
1: I would imagine a lot of people listening, and you've played in Canada, so you know, but probably a lot of people listening might have a different definition of cold than people in Texas. It's not, not to make light of
0: what you're going through, but is that fair? <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you would be surprised. You know, the in February, we were very similar temperatures to, you know, we were in the negatives. Really? Uh, it, yes. So Amarillo gets uh, whatever Colorado gets, we get here in Amarillo. So, uh, so yeah, it's been uh, very similar to to, to Canada. That's
1: it. Okay. Well, I hope you're hanging in there. Uh, and, and, again, welcome to the Elks. Uh, how come Edmonton's the choice for you? I'm sure other teams were interested in you.
0: You know, um, I've learned that life um, relationships are key, and um, I remember back in 2015, my first CFL tryout ever was uh, it was in uh, it was in the spring of 2015 in Her uh, Herbin Herburn High School something like that in Dallas Texas, and it was with Chris Jones, and I never got to play with him. You know, uh, obviously, this past six years. But we kept the relationship, you know, just, uh, hey, how you doing? Just catching up here and there. So uh, that's one thing I really appreciate. And then obviously with g he he's the one that brought me in in 2019 with the BC Lions. And, uh, you know, we've kept in touch, you know, even though I went to, to New York and then ended up going to the XFL and and then back to Winnipeg and, um just so like I said, one thing I've learned is that relationships are key and and I appreciate people that that are genuine and uh that's why it kinda you know it made it easy to come to to, to edmonton and build something great.
1: Yeah, well, we welcome you aboard, and obviously you're coming off a, a pretty great season with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I, I know you joined them a little bit later in the season, but just tell us about being a part of a championship team and, and what the, the the keys for the Bombers being able to win their second consecutive title.
0: I mean, they, they, when I got there, I mean, you can tell they, they have a great foundation with, with O'Shea, uh, Caleros, and just... Uh, you know that that whole team. There, there was just a very good, solid foundation, and I was just happy to to be part of the team and to to do my part and to help them uh, in any way I can. And even if it was if it wasn't just making field goals, but to be the best teammate that I can be, the best uh, you know uh, brother that I can be to the guys. Because it's very tough being away from from family, and I was only there for six weeks. But there's guys that have been there, you know, for a whole season, and then with You know, the whole COVID restrictions, families weren't able to go up there. So being able to be, uh, to have that type of brotherhood uh, was key. And, um, you know, just very fortunate to land in a situation where I was able to to get the opportunities that I did get to be able to help a a team and, you know, ended up uh, winning the Great Cup.
1: Tell me what it was like kicking in that wind in Hamilton on Great Cup Sunday.
0: So, I mean, uh, like, I'm very fortunate that I live in Amarillo, Texas. It is super flat. I've been living here since 2009 since I came to college. And um, here we have winds that are like 20, 25-mile-per-hour winds uh, on the daily. So that played in my favor. Also, playing there in 2017 with Hamilton, knowing how the wind comes in, you know, depending on the day, uh, definitely played in a, a, a key Uh, Point for us, but then uh, more than anything too is just having the the confidence from Osh to send me out there having a smooth operation from uh, You know the holder and the snapper just made it easy for me, so uh, You know, but just more than anything having that familiarity of how the winds work and then here back in Amarillo the winds are pretty heavy on the daily
1: well, what's the toughest CFL stadium to kick in? And, and maybe it's not win. Maybe it's some other factor. But is there is there one that challenges you a little more?
0: Uh, I, I, I haven't had. I mean, I, I mean, there are, there, you just got to f- figure it out on the fly, right? But for me, the toughest game that I had was that Western final against Saskatchewan. Okay. Right. Because the, the wind was going one minute going left to right. And then next minute i'm going to kick the kickoff and i'm confident the wind is going left to right and then it switches on you so that was probably the the toughest game i've ever had in my career uh so far
1: okay sergio castillo joining the edmonton elks here as a place kicker joining us tonight on on inside sports you know i'm hoping we can get to know you a little bit here tell us a little bit about coming up playing football was it your primary sport as
0: a kid and if so were you always the kicker on the team uh, no, my, my primary sport was uh, soccer. I used to be a goalie and the way I started kicking was uh when I was at La Jolla High School I was in I was in band and I was in the drum line. And on Wednesdays during football season, uh marching season, on Wednesdays we did not have band practice. And that's one Wednesday I recall going chilling with my soccer buddies and we were just, you know, kicking the ball around. Well, our head coach for soccer, coach Julian Tomas, who's like a father to me, he had a couple of footballs, and we were just kicking the football just for the heck of it. Didn't think anything of it. Fast forward, you know, the the fall season is over. We go into the spring. There's a couple of weeks left of my freshman year in high school, and he's like, hey, Sergio, you remember that one time we were kicking footballs you know, back in August? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, well... The football team needs a kicker because uh, the kicker, he got kicked out of the team due to, you know, mis- misconduct. I can't recall what the situation was. Long story short, I didn't go try out when they told me to because uh, I was just scared. I had my first girlfriend at the time, and she was like, hey, Sanchez, you better not go try out because all the girls are going to like you, blah, blah, blah. And me being, you know, all butt whoop, I was like, yeah, I'm not going. I didn't go. And uh, finally, I ended up going to the tryout because a buddy dragged me. Well, school is over, the summer comes along, and I'm in band camp. I remember it was August the 8th, 2006. My band director, Mr. Alame, calls me, and he's like, hey, Sergio, the football coach wants to talk to you. And I'm like, I asked myself, why does he want to talk to me? I had totally forgotten about the tryout a couple months ago. And... I remember walking into the football locker room and I see two locker rooms, two lockers before I see mine. I see number 24, Richard Cantu, and number 27, Joe Gassa, and I saw number 26, Sergio Castillo, and that's how my football career started. I remember my first kick, it was October 13th, it was Friday the 13th, 2006, it was a game winner, 26 yards left hash, I didn't know how to celebrate, so I celebrated like I scored a goal in soccer and I screamed goal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's amazing it's like it was destiny it was the, they were going to get you one way or the other that's a great story Sergio.
0: exactly so and when I, when i was in high school you know i take off in halftime i take off my pads put my drum on i march and then uh i would leave my drum my bass drum on purpose next to my kicking net and when my boys from band they would come pick up the drum they would leave me two tacos that they will get for their meal after marching. And in the third quarter, I'd be kicking field goals and chugging tacos.
1: (laughs) So Okay. So wait a minute. You stayed in the, so you did marching band and kicking
0: duties on the same night, double duty. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we were, (laughs) uh, and we're a, we were a school of six close to, you know, five, 5,500 kids. So I think we're the second or third biggest high school in Texas at the time. So it was a pretty neat environment to, it was, to experience all of that, you know, and to play in front of nine, 10, 11,000 fans on a consistent basis and to be able to march as well was something that, uh, you know, I'll cherish forever.
1: That's an amazing story. Thanks a lot for sharing that. So you you start kicking, even though you you were a little reluctant at first. And then I I often ask pro athletes this, Sergio, because it had to start somewhere. You have to have that idea in your head, first of all. When did you start to think, hmm like I, I wonder
0: if i could do this professionally
1: when did that start to be a, a realistic thought in your head
0: so my junior year we're in the fourth round of the playoffs and i believe there's seven rounds to make it to state state championship here in texas we're playing converse judson we're losing I believe the score was 14-7 and I remember the coach, there's four seconds left, he calls field goal. I remember I was on the left hash. I did not see how far the kick was. If not, I think I would have freaked out. And it was a 58-yarder right before halftime and just crushed it. All rice and beans behind that ball. And after that game, that's when school started calling. and And that's when I started the first seed, the first thought, like, hey, Serge, you know, you maybe you can get a scholarship doing this. And I was very fortunate; I got a scholarship to West Texas A&M University, small D2 here in Canyon, Texas, about 10 minutes from where I live now in Amarillo. And uh, my first couple of years, I struggled. I did not like football. You know, I was I did it because it was paying my school. Came from a single parent home, so for me to get a free education was was huge. You know, and my first, like I said, first couple of years, I did not like football, but then I started liking it because I started, I liked watching my friends on the team do well. And uh, fast forward to my junior year again, we're playing our homecoming game against Abilene Christian University. There's, again, four seconds right before the half, and I crushed a 56-yarder. And after that, that's when I started getting that, See that thought. Hey, you know what? Maybe you can go professional. Just started working it with my technique, and you know the strength conditioning part. And just very fortunate the chips landed where they are. And uh, I will say that nothing has been given. I've had to fight for almost almost everything that I that I've been able to to get. And but I've been very fortunate that the opportunities presented themselves. And I told myself it doesn't matter if I have one percent, ten percent of making it. I'm going to focus on my fo- all my energy on that 10% make it grow to 11%. Make the 11% growth grow to 15 et cetera. And I just started focusing on what I can control, and to this day, that's what I do.
1: Sergio, uh, thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. I just want to clarify something here. The the first kick you talked about, the 58-yarder, that that was in high school?
0: Yes, sir. My junior year against Converse Jetson.
1: You, you made a 58-yard field goal in high school. So you would have been,
0: what, 16? Uh... Yeah, fifth. Uh, so, so by that time we were. Yeah, it's, great. it's equivalent to
1: grade 11 in Canada, right? If you're
0: a junior. Yes. Yeah, so we. Were, yes. See? Yes, grade 11. So we were. So we were already in Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. So I had just probably turned. Yeah, I just turned 17. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I can see I- I why school started calling you. And- <laughs> I got to thank all the rice and beans that my grandma gave me as a kid because that gave me all the power and all the tortillas.
1: <laughs> well, tell me about. And I think you mentioned that answer. You're you're from a single parent home. Can you tell me about the influence of family in your life?
0: Oh, it's it's huge. It's immense. Uh, before sports, before anything, faith and family is it's it that's that comes first. Uh, my mom and my two aunts and my grandma they they all raised me. So I was raised by four women. So it was a very strict uh, household. And uh, my family uh migrated from Mexico uh when they were younger and so I'm a uh first generation Mexican American. So, you know, for us education was huge. The thing is we did not have the blueprint. Uh and, and as a lot of first generation kids here, they don't have the blueprint of what it takes to either pursue a degree or pursue athletics because in our culture, especially here in the US we want the now, right? So, like, have you seen the movie Coco by any chance? I have not. If you have a chance, watch that movie, and it's it hit home hardcore, and it's our culture. I don't know why it's, it's in, and I feel like more people are trying to get out of that, but they're very scared of pursuing big things, and I recall family and friends saying, like, you know what, Sergio, like, those dreams are too big for us. Like, you know, just just go for the easy. You know, like once I graduated, they're like, everyone back home calls me Junior. Hey, Junior, come back home and just just start working, start teaching. And uh, and deep inside of me, I I'm like, I feel like the, this seed was given to me, this dream was given to me, and it's up to me to water it, and to watch that seed grow, that plant grow, that dream grow. And uh, so it was very tough with with my family because they. They, they, they're just kind of go for the secure thing. You know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, but I'm, I've always had the support of of my mom and she's, you know, my number one fan and she's uh, always believed in me through through thick and thin, you know, when I didn't have an offer to the, until the last day of signing day to sign up to WT, when I tore my ACL, when I've been cut nine times, my mom and now my significant other, Adriana Cavazos, um, you know, they've been with me through those times, so I believe in order to achieve whatever dream you're trying to pursue, it doesn't have to be sports, but whatever it is, you have to have a good circle of friends around you, because you're going to be the average uh, of your five friends, I believe, right, And and it's things in life, you know, all different aspects, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, so if you're hanging out with people who are just constantly not trying to better themselves in any of those aspects, you're gonna do the same thing, vice versa. So that's why I think it's key, and that's why I try to tell young athletes, young student athletes, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? There's that saying, right? So if you gotta cut some people out so you can pursue, so you can get to where you wanna go, do it. Because in the long run, you don't want to live with the, what if I would've done this, what if I would've done that? That's the biggest, um, thing that i hear a lot of my friends like man i should have done this i should have done that the only regret that i have in life was not trying out for snare drum because i stayed in bass drum because i was so scared and i'm gonna have to live with that regret for the most of my life very fortunately that's the only regret that i have so far so if people learn to get out of their comfort zones get rid of their ego their pride their doubts it's life is amazing and where where it can take you
1: Sergio, I got to thank you for making time for us tonight. I I wish we had more time. I think Elks fans uh, knew that they were getting a great kicker. And uh, I think they've heard here in the last 15 minutes, they're getting a gentleman with a great attitude as well. And I think they're going to make you feel right at home when you get to Edmonton. When are you coming up?
0: Uh, So I just got, you know, report day, I believe is exactly two months from now. So I'm going to keep working hard over here in Amarillo, Texas, Um, you know, Uh, spend time with the family. My girl, she's a head coach for for girls' soccer right now and boys. So they're about to enter the Texas uh, high school state playoffs. So we got that going on. Uh, So in about two months, I'll be up there, and I'll be looking forward to some good Mexican restaurants. So if you can give me some advice, some golf courses, hey, let's do it.
1: Uh, Well, Trey Carnales, we'll start with the Mexican restaurants right there. We'll talk golf (laughs) later. I'm terrible, though. Uh, Sergio, (laughs) this this was awesome. Welcome to the Elks. Thank you for being so honest and sharing your story tonight. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you.
0: Sounds good. Thank you. I'll
1: take care. How about that? That is Sergio Castillo, new kicker for Edmonton Elks on Inside Sports. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. Well, I think I'm going to go back on the podcast and listen to Sergio Castillo again. What a segment. Kellen, what are people saying? Uh, This guy is super interesting. Great interview. That's from Dino, who also mentions that Sergio might be his new favorite elk for the upcoming season. Uh, Vic. People may not like Chris Jones, but the players love him. Great players are coming to Edmonton because of Chris Jones. And finally, an unknown
0: text comes in and says, "I can't believe you haven't seen the movie Coco and not the Grant Fear movie Coco." Reed.
1: Well, I've seen the Grant Fuhrer movie, but isn't there another movie called uh, an Yeah, Disney, movie called Coco.
0: A, yeah, a Disney Pixar movie called Coco. I, I've yeah. not
1: seen the Disney Pixar movie. You'll have to forgive the soon-to the 48-year-old uh, single man for not seeing a lot of Pixar movies. <laughs> so Get I'm on your Disney Plus and watch that. <laughs> uh, Coyotes lead the Senators 4-3 late in the third. Besides Sergio Castillo, you heard from Kyler Yamamoto and Ken Cal. We also talked a lot about Biko Koskinen. If you like the show, bring somebody along next time. I'm always happy to speak with you. Stop for as Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will join you at 5.30 p.m. for the face-off show. The game is at 7. Oilers and Wings. Have a good night.